Welcome to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. My message today is from Acts chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. You know, when I read these verses today, it reminds me of my old comic book days as a kid when I wanted to be like Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, stronger than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. These verses today make Peter and the other apostles look like spiritual supermen with one small difference. The creator of Superman at DC Tomics, Comics didn't intend his creation to be taken seriously, while Luke, the historian who wrote the book of Acts, intends us to take his account very seriously since he's not creating acts out of thin air. He has carefully recorded eyewitness accounts of this power of God in action that touched the world. So what do we make of verses like these today? I read them and say, why isn't more of this happening today? Why is God not doing the same types of things through me that he did through Peter? I find some solace and consolation by telling myself that not everyone has the same anointing as Peter, but my consolation is short-lived because I then remember that just because not everyone has that, certainly someone should have that. I get some solace and consolation from knowing that God is doing more of these power encounters through Christians in other parts of the world, especially in developing nations, but my solace is short-lived because I then ask myself, how come not here to the same extent? It hits me today as I read about Peter and the other apostles moving on for God and the power of the Holy Ghost, that these men knew who they were in Christ. They knew their identity in Jesus. And they were living proof of the vast potential of the Christian life that each of us has. Now, I'm not saying that all of us will be used by God the same way Peter and the apostles were. But I am saying that if we were to know our identity in Christ better, who we are in Jesus, and what we have in the Holy Spirit who lives in us, we would be seeing God use us far more than we are seeing. And we would all be living far more free and victorious lives. I want to focus today then on our Christian identity. We must know who we are in Christ before we are able to effectively move on and do things in Christ's name. Being always precedes doing. Who we are always affects what we do. In John chapter 14 verses 11 and 12, Jesus says, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. 
I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So where does the power and the authority in our lives come then to do these things? It begins by us understanding who we are in Christ and the power of God that lives inside the believer. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 will set the stage for the disclosure of our Christian identity today. The Apostle Paul writes, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Jesus gave his disciples when they walked the earth and us today both the authority and the power over demonic influences that affect us and others, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Authority and power are different. Authority is the right to rule, as in a policeman with a badge. Similarly, Jesus has given each believer his badge to carry. We have the right to rule over demonic activity because of our position as followers of Jesus, to whom all authority in heaven and earth have been given. In contrast, power is the ability to rule. For example, a policeman can't stop traffic. A cement block can. No good manager would delegate responsibility to his employees without also delegating authority to them and equipping them with the ability to get the job done. Jesus has given us the responsibility to bring the kingdom of God into people's lives. And like any good manager, he has also given us authority and power in the spirit world to accomplish this task. You may think that you're not mature enough to resist demonic interference in your life. You somehow imagine that the enemy is more powerful than you are. Well, the truth is that while in yourself you don't have the ability to resist Satan and his demons, in Christ you do. The Israelites looked at Goliath fearfully and said, We can't fight him. But young David looked at Goliath and said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should taunt the armies of the living God? Then David blew Goliath away with his slingshot. David saw Goliath in relation to God and triumphed. When you encounter the spiritual enemies of your soul, remember, you plus Jesus equals a majority. So if Satan is defeated and declawed, how then are we doing at making Christ's victory known to our world? Usually, if we're honest, not very well. Some believers are still not sure that demons even exist. How are we ever going to get our job done in the world if we don't believe what God says about the kingdom of darkness? Other believers are cowering in the corner pleading, Oh God, please help us. The devil is roaring at us. And God responds, I've done all I'm going to do. I defeated and disarmed Satan at the cross. I conferred all authority on you in Christ. Now open your eyes realize who you are, and start demonstrating the authority you already possess. What does it take then to effectively exercise Christ's authority over spiritual powers in a way similar to Peter and the apostles in Acts chapter 5? I believe there are four qualifications for demonstrating authority over forces of darkness in the spiritual realm. 
but I'm not going to get into them today. I will wait until another opportune time later in the book of Acts to discuss these four key principles. But in the meantime, I will not leave you frustrated and struggling in your daily encounters with obstacles that Satan throws your way. God does not want you to be one of the walking wounded, a limping and weary saint beleaguered by Satan's lies and onslaughts. Rather, he wants you to be a mighty warrior, a spiritual superman, so to speak, being able in the power of God to spot Satan's schemes in your life and in the lives of others, recognize them for what they are, and in the power of the Holy Ghost, send the forces of darkness crashing down along with the oppressive depression and suppression of joy and victory in your life, which they bring. I leave you then today with some words from God about who He says you are, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ today. Who are you? Matthew says you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. John says you are Christ's friend and are chosen and appointed by Christ to bear His fruit. Romans says you are a slave to righteousness, are enslaved to God, and are sons of God. 1 Corinthians says that you are a temple, a dwelling place of God, and that you are united to the Lord. 2 Corinthians says that you are a new creation. Galatians says that you are an heir of God. Ephesians says that you are a saint, God's workmanship, a prisoner of Christ, and are righteous and holy. Philippians says that you are a citizen of heaven. Colossians says that you are chosen of God. 1 Thessalonians says that you are a son of light. 1 Peter says that you are one of God's living stones, a member of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that you are an alien and a stranger to this world and an enemy of the devil. 1 John says that you are born of God and the evil one, the devil, cannot touch you. And since you are in Christ by the grace of God, Romans says you have been justified, completely forgiven and made righteous, that you died with Christ and died to the power of sin's rule over your life, and thus you are free forever from condemnation. 1 Corinthians says that you have been given the mind of Christ, have been bought with a price and are not your own, but belong to God. 2 Corinthians says that you have been made righteous. Galatians says that you have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer you who lives, but Christ lives in you. Ephesians says that you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy, redeemed and forgiven. You have been made alive and have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. You may approach God with boldness, freedom and confidence. Colossians says that you have been rescued from the domain of Satan's rule and redeemed and forgiven of all your sins and made complete in Christ. 2 Timothy says that you have been given a spirit of power. Hebrews says that because you are sanctified and are one with the sanctifier, he is not ashamed to call you his brother. And you have the right to come boldly before the throne of God to find help in your time of need. The Bible is talking about you today if you are a believer in Christ when it says those things do you feel that kind of free powerful and victorious person if you don't do you want to know something it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because the reality of who you are 
your identity in Christ is not dependent on your feelings, but rather on what God says about you in His Word. Whether you feel it today or not, if you are a believer in Christ today, you are all those things. And you have all authority in heaven and earth living in you because Jesus Christ lives in you. Believer, you don't have to read a comic book to get to know Superman. You need only look in a mirror because a super God lives inside of you, making you who you are. Jesus Christ has come to set captives like you and I free. He promises in his own words that if the Son has set you free, you will be free indeed. The painful reality is, however, that many of you listening today are not walking in that freedom which Jesus promised you. You are shackled down to a past that won't let go, in bondage to fears and insecurities that keep holding you back, to unbelief that won't go away, to unhealthy relationships that are pressing you down, to spiritual, emotional, and physical ailments that you want release from today. I invite you then, as you consider your needs today, to pray to Jesus right now to give you all these things and more so that you too can experience the Lord's freedom for the people he loves, for you. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses his word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.